Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Golf Show, right here on 93.7 The Fan. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this this week. Um, when we started our season back in mid-March, it was the day after the PGA Tour shut down the Players' Championship because of the, the first um, concerns about the COVID virus. So at that point, and for, you know, a while after that, we weren't sure what the summer was going to bring or the fall. Were there going to be tournaments? Were there, what about the majors for the year? How was this going to affect uh, people in general and golf uh, November? The Women's Open will be played in December. And then we'll roll the calendar over and start all over again. Although, as, as usual with the PGA Tours wraparound schedule, they're already playing the 2021 part of, of the schedule. It's been quite a summer, um, and I can tell you from uh, having been involved uh, with golf on a local level, uh, I've covered a lot of the local tournaments this year, and for those guys, it's, it's been a struggle as well. Um, the West Penn Golf Association, uh, the Tri-State PGA, they faced a lot of uncertainty, and they were in contact with their national um, leaders throughout all of this, had to make some tough decisions along the way about you know, what tournaments were going to be able to be played, which ones weren't, um, but amazingly, and if you think of it, it, it really is fairly amazing. Um, both associations completed the the season um, last this last week. Um, the tri-state uh, annual pro am in Las Vegas is being take is being held right now, um, but the West Penn finished their season. Um, on Tuesday and Wednesday at uh, Sewickley Heights 
golf club, and it was um, <laughs> how to describe it. It was very, very, very difficult. The conditions. There was some wind. There were wet fairways in some places. There were rock hard and fast greens. Almost everyone was like that. Challenging pin positions. Um, it was it was a struggle um, as they tried to play the 89th Senior Amateur Championship. The course was was spectacular. It was it was just a great setting for a tournament, a big tournament. Um, it was difficult, and it wasn't that that the West Penn set it up difficult, or I mean, in a in a very difficult manner. But it was just the way the conditions were. You know, guys were putting off greens, guys were chipping off greens. Uh, there were hole outs from all kinds of distances. David Brown from St. Clair almost drove, well he did drive the third green and almost made an ace on a par four. So there was there was some spectacular golf and you know everyone kind of breathed a sigh of relief uh, when the when the tournament was over. More, not so much just that the tournament was over, but that we had completed a season. Uh, and if you would have talked to anybody in March or April or May, there were a lot of questions about what kind of season there was going to be, or was there going to be a season? I think the, the the two local organizations deserve a lot of credit for what was done, what was able to be done. Um, no, it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't the same as, as what we're used to seeing. But we played golf under some very difficult conditions this year. And considering how things went, it was probably appropriate um, that the guy who was the winner at uh, Swickley Heights this week um, was Sean Knapp. Um, he has, you know, he's been one of the elite amateurs here in western Pennsylvania for a lot of years. Um, he now has won the senior amateur uh, each of the first three years that he's been eligible to do that. It's uh, 55 and older. Um, he just, really no other way to say it, he just blew the field away. He had a six-shot lead after one round, and he ended up winning by nine. Um, <laughs> and to do that in those conditions was, was pretty remarkable. Um, Knapp is on his way toward perhaps the greatest West Penn Golf Association career that has ever happened. He's heading toward 50 career wins in West Penn events. And he played, you know, not carefully, but 
he was in such a groove that he hit most of the fairways, most of the greens, and that's how you win championships. And it's funny, you know, it came down to Knapp and David Brown, and they finished 1-2. And just a couple weeks ago, um, he that was the order of finish at the Art Wall Jr. Memorial Tournament uh, out in the eastern part of the state. Um, uh, Sean, Sean shot. 73-67, and David shot 69-72. And um, it just he just continues, not only at the, West, at the West Penn events, but at the state level. That, he continues to win. That was his 20th win in Pennsylvania Golf Association events. Pretty cool stuff, and, and like I said, we have had some outstanding winners this year. Some some great season, uh, great seasons, turned in by um, younger, middle, and older players. We're fortunate, and and we've talked about this several times this year. We are fortunate with the level of players that we have right now. We have a very strong mid-amateur um, age group. That's the one that Nathan Smith dominated for so long. And now, I mean, <laughs> you know, we have uh, Brett Young, Jimmy Ellis, um, Connor Schmidt just out of college is, is, you know, going to be entering in that in that group. Mark Getz, he's in college, and he's going to be in the list goes on. We have a significant amount of really good players, and it's going to be interesting to see how they mature as these college kids like um, Connor Schmidt, Palmer Jackson just won a tournament at Notre Dame. Um, there is talent. <clears throat> excuse me. There is talent here, and it's, it's fun to watch these guys mature. Having said that, we are we are um, grateful, I guess, to have been able to play as as many tournaments as possible. But we also kind of stand back and and look at what's going on among the golf playing public. Um, you know, we all had that anticipation. Uh, as we got closer and closer to getting the okay to to go back to play, and you know it didn't take any kind of genius to figure out that there was going to be a a big demand by people who hadn't been able to get out to play, and they were going to play in droves once we got the okay, and they did. Uh, there were full t sheets uh, everywhere. I don't know how many times I heard about somebody calling to get a tee time, you know, both at, at public and, and private courses, and they were told the first tee time they had was 4.30 in the afternoon. And that's continued. As we head toward mid-October, 
It's still that way. There are people all over the place. And, of course, that's great for the industry. It's great for the courses and clubs um, because they face the summer of, you know, possibly some some dire straits in terms of uh, finances and, and revenue. Um, and it's not all perfect yet, but the great number of players that have turned out um, have have helped take away some of that sting of losing March and April and um, some parts of May. On the professional level, it's it's the same kind of thing. We're back to playing tournaments. We're on a regular basis. A number of of viral virus cases is is down. Um, not a great number of of players on any of the tours have been shut down because of, uh, of the virus. So, you know, it's all full speed ahead. It's just a little, just a little different looking golf landscape out there. Um, and speaking of that, did you get to see, I saw it online a couple different times, uh, aerial photos from the Masters. Um, you know, this is the off-season for Augusta National, and it's coming to a close. They're, they normally, if they're not open by now, they'll be. They would normally be. They would open real soon um, for the, the winter season down there. <clears throat> well, obviously, it's different because they have to get the place ready for a Masters tournament in uh, about a month, three weeks. Well, about two weeks ago, there was an overhead picture taken, and from the holes that they showed in that shot, everything was brown. The grass was, you know, it was out of season, so it was all brown. Then they overseeded, like they do, and took another photo of the same shot, and everything is bright green like We've come to be accustomed at Augusta National. Amazing, you know, and, and hats off to that grounds crew as well as grounds crews all around who have worked very hard to get courses in good shape and keep them that way. But it looks like we're going to have a traditional Masters in that regard. Um, it's going to be lush. It's going to be green. What we don't know for sure is how the ball is going to react, you know, at this time of the year. Will the fairways be firm? Probably. Will the greens be fast and hard? Yeah, they'll be as fast as and hard as the Masters wants them to be because they have that capability. Um, but we don't know how the ball is going to react because this will be the first time it's been held at this time of the year. So we got that to look forward to. And the other thing is the next two majors that we watch will be from Augusta National uh, on the men's side. So that's, that's really cool, too. Um, we have no majors for a while, and now we're going to have two in, what, six months. So um, the – the ladies are playing this this week uh, at Aronimic in Philadelphia. 
one of the great old courses that we have in the state. Um, and going into today's final round, Say Young Kim is at four under par. Carlotta Saganda is at three, along with Danielle Kang, Jennifer Cupcho, and Anna Nordquist. Uh, they continue play today and finish tomorrow. And on the men's tour, they're playing out in uh, Las Vegas this week, the Shriners for Children's Tournament. And the, the leaderboard, <clears throat> there are, I think there are four guys tied at the top, and Bryson DeChambeau is lurking, shot 62 on, on Thursday. Um, and there's hard to imagine, but there's controversy around him again. Uh, the young Englishman, Matthew Fitzpatrick, took some shots at, at DeChambeau, said what he's doing with his prodigious length is ruining the game. Um, it's taking away skill, um, blah, blah, blah. And DeChambeau was very nice in his response, um, said he'd like to talk to him about it and help him if he wanted to uh, – Get some more length off the tee. Uh, I'm not a fan particularly of DeChambeau, um, but that was a pretty good response. He could have gone off on him, but he didn't. And, um, you know, he's going to be the target just because he's different and he hits a ball so far. And that's just the way life is going to be for him um, for a while. So that'll be interesting to watch uh, the the last two rounds out there as well. So we're we're going to talk more about these kinds of issues today. Um, we have a couple guys coming on who know some about that, and we'll do that right after this break. Uh, we'll have a 2020 sports update, pay a couple bills. And we'll be back in a little in a little while and let the conversation begin. You're listening to the golf show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Tuesday through Thursday at the 93.93.7thefan.com contesting page. So. Say that fast. Um, I want to give um, a shout-out today. Uh, I was very fortunate yesterday to be able to play Fox Chapel Golf Club. And, wow, it is spectacular. Um, they have been uh, doing a lot of work over there. They have a Seth Rayner golf course that has traditionally been very good, and they have um, tried to do some retro work. Um, they have squared off a lot of the bunkers and changed some greens and uh, taken out some trees. And man, it is wonderful. I mean, not just really good, um, but wow. Um, it's, I don't know how to describe it. Um, 
they have reshaped greens. They have, as I said, squared off a lot of bunkers. And it's the kind of thing that you, you have a bit of a hard time describing because um, you almost have to see it to believe it. Uh, it, it. Like I said, it is really good, and I just want to uh, say thanks to the folks over there um, who who took, our, took care of us yesterday, and um, I enjoyed the heck out of that and look forward to going back there sometime. You got, I think, in my mind, this is a, a good news sort of little story. Um, you know, we talk about slow play and how the PGA Tour does nothing about s- slow play. Well, the LPGA did something about slow play. A young lady named Clara Spilkova was assessed a two-stroke penalty for slow play yesterday, and as a result, she missed the cut. Uh, She's a 25-year-old Czechoslovakian. She was at five over and was hit with the two-stroke penalty uh, at the end of the 15th hole yesterday for a breach of the event's pace of play. That turned into a double bogey, and she parred her final three holes to finish seven over, and for the seventh time, along with one withdrawal in 11 PGA starts this year. So um, the learning curve is tough, obviously, but kudos to the LPGA for finally doing something. And um, they need to be, the, the guys over in Ponte Vedra Beach need to be looking at that and, um, you know, maybe actually doing something uh, about that. Um, they are very reluctant to do that for a variety of reasons, I suppose. Um, you know, they don't want to have guys, uh, you know, some of their best players who are on the verge right on the edge of the cut line, um, don't want them to be missing the weekends because that's what advertisers play, uh, pay for. And, um, you know, it's, they, they don't get to see the big, big guys, then it's not quite worth as much to the advertisers as it is the other way. Um, the other shout-out I wanted to mention was uh, I want to give Oakmont Country Club a lot of credit for something they did. Um, for the first time, they had the girls' uh, WPIL championships there uh, this past week. And, you know, Oakmont is one of the top five golf courses in the world. Um we all know the history, and they don't need to do that, things like that. Um, for one one thing, their tee sheet is full just like everybody else's. So for them to give up their course for 
you know, five hours or, or whatever it, it, it would take um, is pretty cool on their part. And the, the young ladies were, you know, just wide-eyed uh, once they got out there. And um, there were some, you know, and I don't even remember uh, who said these things, but, you know, there were some young lady uh, got threw her around and was walking up the hill toward 18 Green, and, and she said to somebody, boy, oh, boy, this was wonderful, but I have never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> and you, you get out there and um, see that place, and you play it, and you probably have the same kind of reaction. Um, but that's really that was – that was really good of, of Oakmont to do that. Uh, you gave those girls the opportunity that, you know, they may never get going forward. Um, but they got to see what a world-class golf tournament is, or golf course is, and um, they'll be talking about that for a long time. Um, I don't know if you saw this story, but Brooks Kepka has committed to play next week at the CJ Cup. Uh, that'll be his first competitive appearance in two months. Uh, the Wyndham Championship in North Carolina in August was his last uh, um, event. He missed a cut there. Then he withdrew from the Northern Trust, and um, he missed the Open uh, last week, or I mean uh, last month. He's been dealing with uh, a knee injury. And um, it's been kind of slow to come back, and he's not played, obviously, nearly as well as he has in the past. Um, there's going to be a um, good field there. Uh, this is a tournament that was played in uh, South Korea in 2018, and um, Kepka won it, actually. And it's going to be at uh, Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. And some of the guys that are going to be there are Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and defending champion Justin Thomas in a uh, 78-man field. Um, who knows? You know, it's, it's, we're going to see guys now starting to pop up in, in these events as they try to get ready for the Masters and um, try to get their their games sharp um, after, you know, the, the screwy schedule that we've had. Um, you know, you've you got a guy like, and, and we've all seen him, maybe don't think of him as, a, as an elite player, but, you know, Patrick Cantlay seems to play like lights out in – Las Vegas, and there's no pun there, lights out, get it. Um, he made four straight birdies in the middle of the round yesterday, got right back up to the top, and he is uh, he's right there with uh, Martin Laird, Peter Malnati, uh, who else, Brian Harmon, and Austin Cook. Uh, they've been tearing up that course uh, rather nicely to the effect that the cut was at seven under par, 135. It's the lowest score to par to make the cut on the PGA Tour since 1970. 
that's that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Morikawa, as we talked about, who had made 23 straight cuts on the tour in his rookie season, he's now missed three in his last nine starts. Although in that stretch, in that stretch, uh, was a a win at the PGA Championship. So, kind of a mixed bag for him. All right, it's time for our next break of the day. We'll get you a 2020 sports update, and we'll be back to continue the golf talk right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 